0: The History Channel, original podcast.
1: Why do people like sports? One reason, the best athletes in the world show us the peak of what the human body can accomplish. It's like this amazing gift of strength and speed and agility, and we're all lucky to watch it. So there's something really weird about watching a professional athlete retire while they're still in their prime. It's like we, as fans, have some sort of expectations that athletes should just run their bodies into the ground for as long as they possibly can.
2: And honestly, a lot of athletes do just that. I know for me, I didn't ever want it to end. Like, I wished I could have played forever, and you dragged me off the field dead.
1: That's Scott Mitchell. He says he played quarterback in the NFL for as long as they would let him. That's a sharp contrast to his former Detroit Lions teammate, Hall of Fame running back Barry Sanders. Sanders retired in 1999 at the peak of his powers, 31 years old, arguably still the number one running back in the NFL. If you've never seen his highlights, just trust me, or take it from his college coach, Pat Jones. He was Michael Jordan playing football. To make a
3: a physical comparison explosive-wise, Barry Sanders was Michael Jordan playing football.
1: What makes Barry Sanders' career unique? What made him so dominant? And more than two decades after his retirement, why do we still speculate so much, not about his playing days, but about why they came to an end? Sports history this week, July 27th, 1999. Barry Sanders walks away from the NFL.
4: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50
1: off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. As a high school senior in Wichita, Kansas, Barry Sanders gains over 200 rushing yards per game, averaging more than 10 yards a carry. By comparison, NFL running backs are considered successful if they just get four yards per carry. And yet, the top colleges in
5: and around Kansas barely notice Sanders. Barry was probably the poster child for looking under rocks.
1: Alex Kirshner is a co-host of the Split Zone Duo College Football Podcast, referring to how Barry Sanders was an undiscovered high school
5: football gem. Big schools didn't take much note of him, you know, the most powerful programs in the country took virtually no notice of him. Barry just got a bit lost in the shuffle.
1: Former Oklahoma State football coach Pat Jones. Sanders was very lightly recruited
3: from Wichita, not very far up the road from Stillwater. He actually made three visits. He visited University of Tulsa, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State.
1: Just three colleges recruiting him. Today, a player of his caliber? normally has three or four times as many colleges throwing scholarship offers at him.
5: But this is 1985. It was before Huddle and YouTube, and it was in a time when it was still pretty easy for really talented players to go relatively undiscovered. Nowadays,
1: some teenage athletes have hundreds of thousands of followers on social media by the time the recruitment process starts. Barry Sanders... As a grainy VHS tape that spends months sitting unwatched at the bottom of an Oklahoma State coach's briefcase. And when that coach finally does dig it up...
5: This coach for Oklahoma State called Pat Jones and said that Barry Sanders was a little bit better than he had realized, and Oklahoma State should probably give him a scholarship offer. And the rest is history.
1: On first glance, Sanders doesn't look like a future NFL running back. The average running back today is 5'11", 215 pounds. As a high school junior, Sanders was just 5'6", 160 pounds. But Pat Jones tells us his size wasn't a problem.
3: He wasn't small. He was just short. Ah, there you go. He's really put together. And he liked to lift and do those things. So there wasn't really any concern about toughness or anything else with him. It was just, you
1: know, let's get him in here and let's go to work. Even though Sanders' dad, William, is a diehard fan of the University of Oklahoma, Barry Sanders joins their rivals, Oklahoma State, where our guest, Pat Jones, is the coach. There's just one problem. The Oklahoma State Cowboys already have a star running back, Thurman Thomas, the same Thurman Thomas who would go on to help lead the Buffalo Bills to four Super Bowls. To this day, it's the only time in the history of college football
3: that two running backs overlapped collegiately and both ended up with a bust in Canton.
1: Incredible! Lucky me. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sanders arrives in Stillwater, Oklahoma as a freshman in the fall of 1986. Thurman Thomas is a junior, again, already established as the team's main running back. But it's pretty clear from day one that Sanders is going to be something special.
3: We threw Sanders a, a little screen pass right in front of us, and you could just feel Sanders explode. And here's Thurman Thomas standing next to me. And and Thurman reached over there and pinched me, said, Coach, did you see that? I said, yes, I I, I
1: saw that, Thurman. What makes Barry Sanders so unique? Like, what made him different as a runner if you guys were going to put your scouting hats on? For me, it's the change of direction. Easy. That's Richard Johnson, co-host of the Split Zone Duo podcast.
0: The ability to change direction It is unmatched. I mean, there's just nobody who moves like him with that low center of gravity, with this ability to to find
1: space before it shows itself, the, the vision there. Word quickly spreads about Oklahoma State's new backup running back. There's even a story that the University of Oklahoma's coach warned his defense not to injure Thurman Thomas. Barry Switzer is telling his defense. He's like, if you think Thurman Thomas is
0: good, you better like keep him healthy because you're not going to want to see what's next, what's behind him. And that is just like the awe that Barry Sanders inspired.
1: But freshman Barry Sanders is still a backup. So he has to find other ways to help his team out while Thurman Thomas gets most of the carries. So Sanders becomes the kick returner. And he opens the 1987 season with a 100-yard kick return for a touchdown. In 1988,
3: he does it again. Uh, uh, an unbelievable deja vu, just like last year, a same start. He was an All-American kick returner as a sophomore in 1987.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't even know if it's a question of would he have been one of the greatest kick returners. Of ball? It sounds like he was one of oh, the. Oh, he, cr- <laughs> he was. He probably was. <laughs> in 1988. Thurman Thomas heads off to the NFL, and Sanders finally has the Oklahoma State backfield all to himself. Sanders
3: spins!
5: Sanders has a chance! He could go all the way! Barry Sanders' 1988 is definitely the greatest rushing season in organized football history. Just in terms of, of toting the biscuit up and down the gridiron, there'll never be anything like it again, I don't think. You could have looked at him in week one, you could have said this guy was the Heisman leader.
0: Sanders, an for the
5: and you could have said it after week two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and so on, because there just wasn't a down week with the consistency and the dominance to be exhibited. Touchdown!
3: And that's number four on the night for Mr. Sanders'
1: Kit from Wichita. Sanders' final regular season stats on the year are ridiculous. 2,628 rushing yards and 37 touchdowns in 11 games. And those stats don't include his performance in the Holiday Bowl.
3: He didn't have 222 yards and five touchdowns and we had him out the ball game in the fourth quarter, but they didn't count the bowl games into the yardage.
0: Before we get to the touchdowns, the attempts, the attempts, there's a 37, there's a 39, There's a 44? Like, you're just never going to see
1: that. In other words, opposing teams knew what was coming and still couldn't do anything to stop Sanders. The only person who can slow him down is his own coach, Pat Jones, who would do the sportsmanlike thing of sitting Sanders on the bench during blowouts.
3: Probably two-thirds of the year, he did not play in the fourth quarter. And really, as crazy as it sounds like, he could have had 4,000 yards
1: rushing. Sanders wins the 1988 Heisman Trophy as college football's best player. And Oklahoma State fans hope he'll come back for a repeat performance in his senior year. But the NCAA puts Oklahoma State on probation for recruitment violations. The punishment? No TV appearances or bowl games for multiple seasons.
2: So what does Sanders do? He petitioned the NFL to be able to enter the draft as a junior.
1: That's quarterback Scott Mitchell who would soon become Sanders' NFL teammate.
2: And that actually had a massive impact on me because the next year in college, it was just a flood of players to enter the 1990 draft as juniors. And so that helped me in my career. Thanks, Barry, by the way. Never got a chance to say thanks to you.
1: With the third overall pick in the 1989 NFL draft...
4: Detroit Lions select... Barry Sanders,
2: running
3: back of Oklahoma
2: State. If you watch him, he evades tacklers, makes people miss. He's going to be a 1,500-yard rusher in the NFL next season.
1: So expectations are high, and the Lions kind of need their top rookie to make a huge impact right away. When you look at the Lions' offense and how much they need him,
4: is that the Lions scored last year 16 touchdowns fewer than what Barry Sanders scored in his junior year at Oklahoma State.
1: But Sanders refuses to report to Lions training camp. He's holding out for a better contract. He doesn't end up joining the team until just three days before his NFL debut. As retribution, the Lions keep him on the bench for the first half of their opening game against the Phoenix Cardinals. What do you see from maybe the Lions offensively in the the second? Well, I wanna see Barry Sanders, number one. I think that he'll give them the lift that they need. And when he finally does come into the game? You'll hear the eruption. Here it is. Sanders' first NFL carry goes for 18 yards. And just three plays later... Sanders,
2: touchdown! It has been
3: years since the Detroit crowd has been this excited about the Lions, and Barry Sanders has given them a shot in the
1: arm. Sanders ends up with 1,470 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns, one of the greatest rookie seasons in NFL history. He wins Rookie of the Year, and he's named to the Pro Bowl and All-Pro First Team. Just two years later, in 1991, Sanders leads the Lions to a 12-4 record, earning a playoff date with the Dallas Cowboys. The Lions haven't made the postseason in nearly a decade and haven't won a playoff game since 1957.
3: This place is going crazy.
1: In the fourth quarter, Sanders ends the game with an exclamation point.
0: Sanders still on his feet, Sanders is gone. Six Cowboys missed him. You think you got him tackled? <laughs> Some of those moves, there's only one guy in this game that makes, and you just saw that guy.
1: Lions win 38 to six. Detroit is now just one game away from the Super Bowl. And even though they lose to the eventual Super Bowl champions, Washington, Scott Mitchell told us, it feels like the team finally has some real momentum.
2: Tom Moore took over as the offensive coordinator. We made a decision to say, look, let's put our best athletes on the field. And it was a record setting year for everyone. I threw for over 4,000 yards where Brett Perriman and Herman Moore had over 100 catches apiece. Barry Sanders rushed for over 1,500 yards. I mean, we were the greatest show on turf.
1: It's an incredibly promising start to Sanders' NFL career in terms of both individual and team success. Sanders is the most dominant part of a young, exciting offensive core. So why then, after just a few years, when he's still healthy and at the peak of his abilities...
4: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Barry Sanders quickly earns a reputation as maybe the most talented running back in the league. His speed, creativity their ability, and his ability to leave defenders in the dust. Former Lions quarterback Scott Mitchell.
2: It was just a highlight reel. I can show you play after play after play where Barry Sanders made some of the best players playing in his time and maybe of all time look foolish. I mean, you can go through the list of Hall of Fame guys, one right after another. He made them look just silly.
1: Sanders also develops a reputation as the hardest-working running back in the league. He's like that kid in class who raises his hand to tell the teacher, you forgot to assign homework.
2: You're in training camp, and it's long and hot and, you know, miserable, and Coach Fonts, he announces in front of the team, he said, hey, Barry, uh, you know, I'm feeling like the team's kind of maybe a little tired. Uh, Should we take the afternoon off? And so we're, we're all like, please, Barry, please, Barry. And he said, no, Coach, he says, I think we should practice. It may not win him friends,
1: but it pays off. Year after year, Barry Sanders is among the NFL's leaders in rushing yards. The Lions make the playoffs three straight years, from 1993 to 95. But in 96, they fall back into their old ways, winning just five games.
0: They're the Lions, man. Like, they've won one playoff game, I think, since like, Color television was invented. I mean, I don't want to throw the word curse around, but there's just some franchises that just cannot get out
1: of their own way. So in 1997, the Lions decide to shake things up. They bring in a new coach, Bobby Ross, who brings his own plan. Instead of the high-flying spread offense that gave Sanders the room
2: to dance around in open space... Bobby Ross was like you know, I'm going to make Barry Sanders a power running back. I'm going to get him to run from tackle to tackle. Because that's, that's what Bob Ross knew, is, is like smash mouth, downhill running.
1: The new approach to the running game starts slowly. In his first two games, Sanders runs for just 53 yards combined. But in week three, against the Bears, Sanders breaks out for 102 yards in the first half. And that first half kicks off one of the most dominant running back seasons we've ever seen, including multiple games over 200 yards rushing.
0: Like trying to catch a cricket with your bare hands. Barry Sanders, touchdown.
1: But even for someone as durable as Sanders, who missed just seven games in his first nine seasons, the grinding workload of Bobby Ross's offense starts to catch up with him.
2: What was the problem is our personnel was not The personnel that matched Bobby Ross's style. I mean, it's it's brutally hard on your body. Especially
1: for a running back who plays half his games in Detroit at the Silverdome.
2: The surface is about a two-inch piece of carpet on top of asphalt. Just imagine hitting the ground, you know, 3,000 times. And just the impact of that, even if you're Barry Sanders and you don't necessarily have people get direct shots on you all the time, it's going to take a toll on your body. Yeah, it's, it's time, time to, you know, call it quits.
1: Even with Sanders having the greatest season of his NFL career, the Lions are still just 7-6 and six by December. Behind the scenes, rumors are spreading that he's ready to jump ship. And when the Lions head to Miami for a critical late-season game against the Dolphins, Sanders pays a visit to his old college coach, Pat Jones, now the tight ends coach for Miami.
3: He wasn't gonna badmouth their coaches or Bobby Ross or any of those guys. That did not that wasn't this kind of conversation. But I think they changed with some offensive linemen, and I could tell he was really getting frustrated with things. thing. And his agent, Peter Schaefer, used to call me from time to time and say, Pat, is there any way y'all can work this out? I was probably violating rules by tampering, probably by talking to the agent. But I could tell he was getting frustrated with things to a degree, and,
1: and here you go. Regardless of his frustrations with the team. Sanders enters the final game of the season with a realistic shot at becoming just the third running back in NFL history to rush for more than 2,000 yards. And as he inches closer and closer to 2,000, the Lions fans get so loud, they actually delay the game.
3: Getting quiet so we can get a play.
1: And with legendary running back Eric Dickerson, who went over 2,000 yards in 1984, watching from the sidelines, Sanders joins one of the most elite clubs in all of sports. Sanders is over 2,000 yards on Perry, the third man in NFL history. He also sets a record in 1997 with 14 consecutive games of at least 100 rushing yards, a mark that still feels untouchable especially in today's pass-happy era of football. But once again, the Lions flame out in the wildcard round, failing to win a single playoff game. In 1998, quarterback Charlie Batch is drafted in the second round by the Lions. So it was my first
4: year versus Barry's last year. Little do we know that would be his last year during that time.
1: Did you get the sense during you know that season that it could potentially be Barry Sanders, like, last season in Detroit, did you have any sense of that at all?
4: To be honest with you, know, You know, it's one of those things to where, in practice, like, when you're watching Barry, he didn't do a lot of the cuts and shakes that you see in the games. But there were no inclinations that we thought that he
1: was going to retire. The 1998 Lions season quickly starts to feel a lot like 96 again. Brilliant really individual performances by Sanders that just don't translate into team wins. In week two, for example, Sanders goes for 185 yards and three touchdowns. That's amazing. I mean, like trying to tackle Mercury. And yet, the Lions still lose. The Lions end up losing eight of their first 10 games and route to another disappointing season with no shot at making the playoffs. And in the final game... The only real excitement for fans is seeing if he can run for 50 yards to lock down an NFL record sixth season with over 1,500 yards. Harry Sanders has come out and said a couple times this year, the records are nice, the yards are nice, and all the accolades, the Pro Bowls, but where has it gotten He's tired of it. And the Ravens' defense, led by a young Ray Lewis, absolutely pummels him. I don't know if Barry's ever had that many minus carries in a game. At one point, a graphic pops up on the screen, showing Sanders has 10 carries for a total of negative one
2: yard. He's getting game tackle behind the line of scrimmage over and over. I remember Barry Sanders taking a shot in that game, and I'd never seen that. I'd never seen where, wow, someone, someone put a lick on Barry Sanders. And it was just my observation. And I know he's never come out and said, you know, I got to a point where I was taking some shots that I hadn't before. But I think that played into it a little bit. I really do.
1: In the third quarter, Sanders briefly goes over 1,500 yards on the season before ending his night on three consecutive runs where he gets tackled for negative yardage, which knocks his season total down to 1,491. As the Lions lose... Yet again, a
0: disappointing season for Barry Sanders and the Detroit Lions.
1: On the plane ride home, Sanders sits alone, quietly playing chess against the computer when he's approached by teammate Tracy Scroggins. Sanders tells Scroggins that he's just played his last NFL game. But Scroggins doesn't believe it. Teammate Charlie Batch remembers that throughout the whole offseason. The Lions still think he's coming back.
4: A teammate of ours did a golf tournament down in Virginia. And we're sitting there chopping it up, talking about what we need to do to get better this offseason. And nothing gave, you know, no hints whatsoever. And it wasn't until July, when we were leaving practice, was when we received news that he was contemplating retirement. we're like, are you serious? And then all of a sudden you start hearing the media, news media talk about, yeah, this is serious but yet the coaches, they were all in separate meetings because they're number one, trying to figure out, is this true? Number two, if it is true, who's our running back?
1: On July 27th, 1999, Barry Sanders writes a letter. The reason I'm retiring is simple. My desire to exit the game is greater than my desire to remain in it. I've searched my heart through and through and feel comfortable with this decision. Sanders is leaving the game just 1,500 yards shy of Walter Payton's all-time rushing record.
0: The most hallowed record at the time, and probably still, in professional football. I mean, he would have broken it. He would have broken it. And he was just like, nah, dude, I'm good. I'm going to
1: go sit on the couch. I'm going to go sit at the beach. Players around the league are stunned. Scott Mitchell.
2: When you're that age and you have that opportunity, that's it. Like right now, you can't go back. It's a moment in your life. And so for me to see that with Barry, that's hard, hard to understand. And there was still a lot, a lot left in Barry Sanders. And, you know, I, I respect that he did it, but I was, I was definitely shocked.
1: Head coach Bobby Ross desperately tries to get Sanders to reconsider. Telling the media the next day that he called Sanders 10 times. He even writes him handwritten letters, but it's too late. And even though Sanders ends his retirement letter by wishing the Lions organization well, years later, Sanders would release a book in which he slams the Lions front office, questioning their commitment to winning and accusing them of releasing quality players to save money. I asked Charlie Batch about these accusations. Some people will say that Detroit's front office failed to maximize guys like Barry Sanders, all-time greats at their respective positions. And so... Do you think roster construction and the way that the front office operated played a factor in Barry Sanders' decision to step away at all?
4: i I think that's possible and you know obviously i don't have confirmation on that but i think ultimately if i had to guess when they had that 1991 nfc championship team really they were all young and they all had an opportunity the front office to lock those younger players up and hopefully be able to now be competitive for years to come the front office chose not to do that and ultimately they go for the nfc championship games and now not making the playoffs and a lot of those players who are on that team ultimately moved on to other teams, became pro bowlers, and then eventually won Super Bowls. And I think when you see that pattern happening, that gets frustrating because those players were once your teammates.
1: And at least according to Lions quarterback, Scott Mitchell, those titles, those accolades, all that team success really could have happened in Detroit if the front office had been more focused on keeping their talented young core together.
2: It was so frustrating to me uh, to, to not get a chance to see that through to its fruition because we had really good teams and we made the playoffs basically every year I was there and healthy. Who knows what we could have been had we been able to stay together for four or five, six more years. We could have have done something really, really lasting in the NFL.
1: As fans, we can get angry or frustrated feeling like the legendary athletes owe us something by playing as long as they possibly can. We truly can't believe it when an elite quarterback like Andrew Luck retires at 29, or another Lions legend, wide receiver Calvin Johnson, hangs it up after his sixth consecutive Pro Bowl season at just 30 years old. But from everyone we talked to, Barry Sanders made the best decision for Barry Sanders. It was far more shocking to see in the 90s. But now, it's possible that even more athletes will follow the path that Barry Sanders took. Because unlike many NFL players, Sanders walked away from the game healthy.
4: Being able to play with his kids without injury, I think that was extremely important to him. And I think that was something that we all respect now, but didn't understand it at the time that he was actually going through it. And he felt at that point, you know, 10 years into the game, you know, at that time he was the number two career rusher. I think that was okay for him, but that never was important
2: to him. The individual stats was not important to him. It's just unfortunate we just didn't get more time because you don't know if or when you'll ever see that again. And I don't believe we have seen Barry Sanders in the NFL since. And I'm not sure we will ever see Barry Sanders again.
1: Thanks for listening to Sports History This Week. For moments throughout history that are also worth watching, Check your local TV listings to find out what's on the History Channel today. Other notable sports stories that happened this week? 1992, Yankees team owner George Steinbrenner returns to baseball after receiving a lifetime ban. And 2005, Lance Armstrong wins his seventh and final Tour de France before years later being stripped of his titles for performance-enhancing drug use. If you'd like to get in touch, please shoot us an email. At sportspod at history.com or leave us a voicemail at 212 351 0410. We'd love to hear from you. Special thanks to our guests Charlie Batch, former NFL quarterback, Alex Kirshner and Richard Johnson, co hosts of the Split Zone Duo College Football Podcast, Pat Jones, former NCAA and NFL coach, and Scott Mitchell, former NFL quarterback. This episode was produced by David Ingber. It was story edited by me, Kaylin Jones, and Julia Press, and sound design by Bill Moss. Sports History This Week is also produced by Cooper McKim. Our senior producer is Ben Dixstein. Our associate producers are Emma Fredericks, Hazel May, and Jonah Buchanan. Our supervising producer is McKamey Lynn, and our executive producer is Jesse Katz. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Sports History This Week wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you next week.
4: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: Copyright 2023, A&E Television Networks, LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2023, A&E Television Networks, LLC. All rights reserved.